This is D Therapy Space. I'm Ronnie. And I'm Sienna. And this is season two. Woo! Welcome back. We are so excited for season two of D Therapy Space. If you've tuned in with us in season one, you know that we have been talking a lot about drama therapy, but also a lot around drama therapy. Mm. I think we haven't really gotten into the nitty gritty of the tools and the definitions and everything else that drama therapy really, really does. So today we wanted to revamp our first ever D-Therapy Space episode, What is Drama Therapy? And this time focus really really deeply on the definition, on the typical session, and everything that we maybe haven't really touched upon in that very first episode because of everything that was sort of going on for us. So I think where we want to start is actually giving you the description of what drama therapy is, but from the British Association of Drama Therapists, so BADTHA. And they describe drama therapy to be... Drama therapy has, as its main focus, the intentional use of healing aspects of drama and theatre as the therapeutic process. It is a method of working and playing that uses action methods to facilitate creativity, imagination, learning, insight and growth. Well, that's a mouthful. (laughs) I mean, what does that even mean? Mm. How are we supposed to tell people that that's what drama therapy is? A, we're going to have to remember all of that and that just feels long. But also, what the hell does that mean? So maybe let's break it down a little bit. What does intentional use of healing aspects of drama and theatre really, really mean? It brings me back to ancient Greece. Which I know this is not going to be a history lesson, don't worry guys, but it really (laughs) does bring me all the way back to that because if you've ever done drama or drama histories or you ever studied drama or done anything like that, you'll know that a lot of the drama that we use in today's day and age has come from ancient Greece. And it's because in ancient Greece, Greeks would use drama as an actual healing space. Before medicine was created, before anything else was sort of done ancient Greeks would play out the difficulties that they were having in their society and they would introduce that on stage and they would play out any tragedies and comedies and actually a lot of the Greeks would come back and say that it was a cathartic experience and it was a moment where they realised that they could really connect with each other, they could really connect with what was going on in their society and they would constantly come back to the theatre to use it in order to heal any sort of problems that they felt that they were having, whether it was psychological or physical. And I'm not a historian. I'm not going to go into depths of how and why they did that. But we know that ancient Greeks would do it. In a way, as drama therapists, we sometimes pull from those intentional healing tools. We know that theatre at its core has the power to heal. Mm. We know that we use theatre and we watch things and we go to see shows to really connect with the human experience. We know that we are able to connect with characters because they may be going through things that we've gone through, they may be experiencing things that we're experiencing, and just forming those human connections, even with fictional characters, is one aspect of intentionally healing some of our psychological problems, even if it's just having someone who understands what we're going through. Definitely. I think for me as well, just 
looking again at the description, it's key words that really stand out to me. And it's a method of working, facilitates creativity, imagination, learning, insight and growth. And I think those are very important in one's healing process. And where drama therapy is key is the creativity. It is the imagination. And within those things becomes the insight and the growth. So just really stay tuned and continue to listen to what we have got on this episode to see if there's anything within a drama therapy session that you think, you know what, I could actually benefit from that or I could understand that or I can see how that could help me heal. Yeah. When I was looking at the definition for psychotherapy, it was definitely not so wordy. But what it did say was that psychotherapy aims to change behavior and overcome problems in a desired way. And this is the desired way of drama therapists doing it. It's using the creativity, using imagination. We don't all overcome our problems. We can't all be expected to change our behaviors just because our therapist says so. That's not, we don't have that power. We don't go and do a drama therapy course to suddenly learn how to heal people just by telling them to change their behavior and overcome your problems. If only it was that simple. If only it was that simple. (laughs) I mean, maybe you guys wouldn't even need to go to therapy because you'd know how to do that. It's about facilitating that. Mm. It's about working together in a partnership, client and therapist to help you it's why I like to be sort of sometimes I refer to myself as a facilitator I'm not there to help you by changing you I'm not there to tell you what to do I'm not there to give you advice I'm not an advisor I don't have a magic wand I can't just tell you to change something in your life or to break up with that person or to stop doing this or doing that it's it's not going to help you what we need to do together is to facilitate each other's journeys and as a therapist I have some of those tools and what a drama therapy session does is it leads you on this little journey from being able to notice what you're with all the way to being able to understand yourself a bit better and to hopefully facilitate these changes in you, not just by changing your behaviours and overcoming problems, but actually causing you to have an insight into something and growing in yourself. And I think that's what drama therapy is about. Most definitely. I would also say to remember every relationship is a journey. And so just as you would have a relationship with a therapist or with a drama therapist, a relationship with anybody is a journey and it's also needs to be worked on through both sides. Otherwise it falls apart. So with that being said, should we sort of jump into what a typical drama therapy session looks like yes definitely i think just to start with we'll give you a really really quick overview of some of the little stops on this mini journey (laughs) that a drama therapist might take you through and what these little stops might be called and then we're going to go into depth of what those look like why we use them and their purposes so when you enter a drama therapy session whether it's in a group setting or an individual there are five little stops that you're going to take and those are your check-in you're sort of bridging in, which is also known as a warm-up. The core process, which is sometimes also referred to as the main activity of the session. The bridging out of that core process. And then the checkout right at the end. So let's go right back to the first one. It's called the check-in. The reason why we do check-in is in order to ground yourself. You really do need to be grounded. You need to acknowledge 
your physical and metaphorical being and where you're coming from. So if you just come from like, you know, having a really busy day, stressful day at work or with the kids or uni, or has your day been absolutely fantastic and it's great, but just really acknowledging that and knowing what you're bringing into the session, what you're feeling, what your body feels is a really good way of being able to check in and just being present in that moment with yourself, with your therapist. And if you're in group therapy, then with your group members, it's also about connecting yourself with the surroundings. So possibly the therapeutic space that you're in. Once you're there, are you feeling safe? Are you feeling connected with the other members and with your therapist? Or is there something that could just like be bugging you or niggling that you just really feel like you need to let that out and just get rid of it so that you can be grounded and be planted, rooted and be absolutely present in the moment. I think the really important thing about the check-in is about being present and about being true and real with yourself at that specific moment in time because this is the very beginning of the journey of your session. And I'm sometimes wondering when you do sort of go into a therapy space and the therapist might ask you how you're feeling sometimes it's really easy to just be like yeah I'm fine and we all know we're not (laughs) but it's something that we say so how can we facilitate a creative check and what can be done in order to actually really connect ourselves to our feelings to our presence you know not just to ourselves but like you said Sienna to others like what Mm. can we do and a lot of the things that the tools that are used within drama therapy are stuff like meditation, really checking in with the whole body, checking in with what's going on in your thoughts, in your feelings, in your gut. A lot of it is also using silence, which we will probably explore in future episodes, but really just sitting and just being with can sometimes be a little bit counterproductive, but it works. Spoken word, chanting, all of those things, just being able to connect yourself to something that's not even fully language-based or vocabulary-based, but still in such a verbal, important way. Other ways that we can do checkings is through movement, really acknowledging the aches and pains we have in our body, or even just the excitement that we hold in our bodies. Mm. You know, we all, when we get excited, we all want to like have a little burst of energy. There's place for that in the check-in, using music and objects, even just thinking about what colours you're sort of acknowledging that you're with, or using stuff like cards, which once again, I think we will definitely use future episodes to explain a little bit more about all those individual things. But those are just some of the ways that we can really, really use the tools that can be used in check-ins. So we come to the warm-up, which is also called the bridging in. And the purpose of this second point is to prepare the mind and the body for the deeper therapeutic work that you will continue throughout this particular session. How this is done is through games and movement, improvisation, the use of objects, materials, fabrics, and it's about connecting with clients and the therapist. Yeah, I think another really important reason why we have these bridging-ins, so to speak, is we remember from the definition, we intentionally use 
creativity. We intentionally use drama, we intentionally use aspects of the theatre, which means that at some point in our session, we might invite the client to do something creative. I think these warm-ups bridging into that space is allowing ourselves to cross the threshold from the real world, from everything that's going on for you, into the creative space, into being able to actually acknowledge this is your therapy session. We're no longer thinking about what's going on at home. We're no longer worrying about what's going on with the kids. We're not going to be looking at the time. We're not going to be standing there wondering when the session is going to be over. We're really going to be walking into the deeper work. In which case, acknowledging the connections that we're making with each other in the group setting, or if it's just you and the therapist, being able to connect with the therapist. It's about building trust. You're warming up and building trust. It's almost like running a marathon. You know, you don't just go out there and say, yep, I'm going to run a marathon. No. You have to warm up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And drama therapy is no different. It is such an important aspect that if you sometimes forget about it or you don't give yourself enough time to really warm up, I mean, what happens if you're not warming up for a marathon? You're probably going to end up really, really sore Mm. (laughs) afterwards. And it's exactly the same. Which then brings us into that core process into the main sort of section of the session as part of your check-in and as part of your warm-up activity you're probably going to be telling your therapist about what you're with what sort of themes you're bringing into the session and I think the purpose of that core activity is to work on a deeper level with the themes that have been brought into that session by the clients now this is where the therapist does a lot of really important work that might observations. not for sure mm. really really important observations that might not be noticed before by the clients but if you're working in a group and let's say you have you know four or five clients and every single client brings in something completely different because they're with something completely different they're at a different level different emotions different things that have happened to them it can be so so difficult to think how am i going to take one theme and work with it Or how am I going to work with all five? How am I going to give every single client the space and opportunity that they deserve to explore what they're with on a deeper level? And this is where the therapist brings all of that together, observes what needs to happen and offers, invites the clients into working with something creative that works on that theme. And how do we do that? We do that through stories, through art through the use of role play conversations mirroring metaphor there's one that is very common within drama therapy and it's actually crossing the threshold Mm. and the reason why this one is really important in the main body of the work and in the core is because it is that transitioning from reality into the metaphor And this is the core process of drama therapy. Once again, if we go back to that that definition, it's the intentional use of creativity. But it's also a method of playing. Mm. I think that's also been said in the definition. It's about using that space to play. And we're not talking about playing as taking the piss sometimes and you know picking up toys or or sort of like playing with something it's intentional it's really really intentional it's about really focusing on why are we using this we're not playing to make a joke out of it we're not playing to suddenly 
turn something really, really extreme and, and upsetting into something good and happy. It's not that kind of playing. It's literally finding things that work for us. I have a question. Mm-hmm. And this is actually for the listeners. And it's because in this main body, in the main activity and the core piece of work during this session, if you're able to cross over a threshold And let's just say that you're going through a traumatic time at the moment or you're just really stressed out or there's something that you're not able or you don't feel able to deal with. In this session, you're able to cross over into a different world, into your own imaginative world. And you can create any story that you like, whichever way you like. I mean, to me, that sounds fantastic. (laughs) You know, like, I'd like to do that. I, in fact, I do do that every day. Um, so, and this is where the main body of the work is. That's where it is. It's in that creativity. It lies in all the creative ways that you are able to express yourself. And I really like what you just said about being able to walk in, cross a threshold and actually change something. Mm. It can be so so hard and so challenging to make changes in the real world there are so many consequences in the real world of any change whether it's good or bad change because change requires movement and movement is scary changing jobs even though that might sound really exciting to someone can be a really traumatic experience if people are finding change really hard however doing it in the therapy space in the space between reality, in creativity, suddenly you're allowed to play with all the kinds of different possibilities Mm. and all the different types of consequences Mm. without actually experiencing them in your real life. And I guess that's what therapy is. It's about thinking, what is going to happen if I make this change in my life? Mm What consequences am I going to invite into my life if I bite the bullet and I do this? And I think physically giving yourself the space to walk in and not just use your words, not just use the verbal language, but actually use the language of your body, use the language of your imagination and express what it will be like to make these different changes in your life. That is where the work lies. And that is what drama therapy offers. It offers the imagined as if scenarios. What if I do this? What's going to happen if I do that? Who am I going to invite into my world if I change this about myself? By crossing into that space, into that imaginary space, we are literally giving ourselves permission to think, what if? We're not just no longer thinking about it. We're not just talking about it. We are experiencing it. And then we can make that real life decision later. But in that moment, we are experiencing it. We are giving ourselves permission to experience what these changes are going to be like. That's what really is the main body of work in a drama therapy session. But it's also the hardest part of the therapy session because Mm. it's the part of the session where things might go wrong or things might hurt. And I think that's that's okay. We know that therapy can be... Uncomfortable. Yeah. It can be really uncomfortable because it really does project all of our insecurities, all of those niggling little monsters that are sitting behind us. They come out in that space. 
And there's something really important about being able to come out of it in a really safe way. Yeah. And I think this is where the therapist has a lot of work to do also to make sure that that space is safe. Mm -hmm. It feels safe. And that there are different transitions into and out of things. And so after the main body, we then come to the fourth point, which is bridging out. And bridging out consists of grounding. So we did grounding in the check-in, but now we're grounding you back into your reality. We're de-rolling. So de-rolling of any of those characters or any of the thoughts, any of the feelings that you had whilst you was in that experiential mode. We're crossing back into the here and now over that threshold and then we're reflecting on the core process so we're reflecting on the process that you have just been through in that i'd say short space of time but there's a lot that happens in that time and i think like sienna mentioned a lot of it can be done in really really similar ways to the check-in where we might again use meditation We might again use silence, we might again use chanting and music and movement and objects to really reflect on what just happened. But the intention here is different. Mm. We're no longer grounding you into the therapy space, but rather taking you out of the core process that you've just been in and grounding you back into your reality, Mm. which is why it's important to do, maybe not in the exact same session, but it's really important to use the same tools Because if we can really help you feel grounded in the check-in and really help you get yourself involved in to the therapy process, then we should also be able to ground you back into your reality, to get you out of that sort of core process, the creativity that you've just been doing, back into the real world where maybe in 20 minutes time or so, you're going to be out of that therapy space and you're going to be going back into, you know, whatever world you are going back to whatever responsibilities you have and family and friends that you are going to be seeing. So grounding you is so, so important. And Sienna mentioned de-rolling, which I think once again, we will have more discussions around that in future episodes. But I think there's something really important about if you've taken on a role, if you've imagined yourself in this as if space that we were talking about a moment ago, it's about being able to bring yourself back into you. And when we're thinking about working with different client groups, we need to sometimes remember that we might be working with children who might really, really like the idea that they are a fairy (laughs) and they don't want to leave the world where they're a fairy and go back into a world where they are just Annie or Bobby or whoever else. So I think it's really important to give them a whole section of the session, a whole separate space to really really de-roll out of that character back into who they are and acknowledge that that character is always going to be part of them they're always going to have maybe a little fairy or a little warrior living inside of them and a safe space to explore it because that's what drama therapy is and that's what it's there for they may not be able to explore these characters anywhere else but you know the reason why drama therapy is so important is because we give clients the space to be able to do that with no judgment, but making sure that they have derailed and they have grounded themselves 
back into their reality is as important as them grounding them into the session. Yeah. Because without these steps, it just doesn't work. No. And I think once we really find time for reflection, this is the moment of the session in which that story you've just told or that artwork you've just done or that movement piece you've just got your clients involved in is the moment in which the client can really reflect on how that connects to them and really bring it back into what they're going through. And this is where the themes come in. If you have a group of clients that have all been somewhere completely different at the beginning of the session, you now suddenly have a group of people who are reflecting together of all the different ways that that piece of work touched them in their real lives. And it's the moment of conversation between the group, between the individual and the therapist, where the work has taken place and the client is acknowledging what has happened. And that's where the therapy is. It's about recognizing how it now fits into your day-to-day life and what's going on in that day-to-day life. But as every session, you know, therapy doesn't last days and days and months and months (laughs) without any breaks, we need to be able to check out. We need to be able to bring the client back into their worlds and their spaces. And we have to do that safely. And the checkout process, the purpose of it is to share what you're left with after the session. It's also really important to acknowledge what you're leaving behind. Maybe some of these things that have occurred in that creative space, in that core process, are not some stuff that you want to take back home with you. Maybe you need to leave them in the space and pick them up in the following session because it's a little bit too hard or too heavy to take with you and that's really important to name what you're leaving behind. But also, what are you taking away? Something could have literally just happened in that session that you think, oh my gosh, if only I had this little thing in my daily life that could help me. And lo and behold, yes, you can. (laughs) Yes, you can. You've just experienced it in the space. So why can you not experience it out of the space? You can definitely take things away and leave things behind. So I think that's the purpose of the checkout. Yeah. And I really, really, really am almost an advocate for taking something away with you and leaving things behind but I think the more you continue to take with you from your sessions is the more you begin to evolve as a person it's the more that you begin to process your stuff outside of therapy in your own time because you're able to see the different realities and you're able to really pinpoint what it is that you need as a person and how that benefits you in your daily life. And so I've always said actually that the work isn't necessarily done in the therapy, but it's what you do with it outside of therapy. Mm. And so taking something away with you from your session, I would actually say is vital. And I think what's incredible about the creative space is that we're not asking to physically take something. We're not asking to take out a pillow or an object or a chair. Uh, You know, we're not asking your therapist to write you a note that you remember all the time. It's not about physically taking something away, but rather symbolically and metaphorically really noticing what gift you've been left behind from every single session, not just the process as a whole, because everyone's individual and some people might 
only need a couple of therapy sessions other people might need years and years of therapy and that's all okay but it's about acknowledging that every single session leaves you with a gift whatever that gift is whatever the theme of the session was and how this little gift can help you on your week or your month or however long you have between therapy sessions until that next session starts i think we should leave it there i mean you now have a typical drama therapy session in sections you've got it broken down you've got the check-in you've got the warm-up and the bridging in you've got the main activity the core you've got the bridging out you've got the checkout and so this really is what a drama therapy session looks like each therapist is very different Mm -hmm. and very unique each group will always be different and each individual therapy will always be different But this is the core process of what a typical drama therapy session would look like. And um, I would say it's actually a ritual with drama Mm. therapists. Yeah, I think what's really, really important is that rituals form part of our lives. And we would like to think about rituals a bit more deeply with all of our listeners which is why we're going to have another episode on just rituals where we can explain what we mean by this being a ritual. So that's going to be our next episode. But I also very much agree. This is a way of really, really working with something in a really structured but also really creative Mm. and free-flowing way. And I think that's what rituals are. They're a structured process, but they also give space for something flowing and and free and something of yourself which we will definitely want to explore in future episodes so stay tuned and stay safe